I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to... Two Girls Watch TV. Now we're recording. Recording now. Yes. (laughs) Woo! We took too much of a break, so now I'm like... No. That's okay, because I like being in this silly mood for For this movie. This movie is a silly movie. Oh, my God, I'm so freaking excited for two reasons. Do you want to know the first reason? First reason, Go. Danielle, this episode marks one year wow. of our podcast. Wow. Definitely not one year of our friendship. No. <laughs> that, that spanned years and decades. Like multiple decades. <laughs> yes, this is one year since we've been doing this. And my, how far we've come from our first episode. Yeah, we still have technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Every single episode. Yep. We've managed to produce an episode every week. Yes. For an entire year. Wow. Yep. Feels like just yesterday we were in this uh, living room. We were in this living room. No, we were in. We were in that living room. Okay. Is the den. We were in the living room. We were in this house. We were in this house. We were in the living room. We were huddled over my computer. Yep. And Picasso was alive, and he was tripping over the plug. Oh, my God, he was. And knocking over everything. Yep, tippy-tap. And that's a great transition, because Picasso was a Dachshund. Yes. He was German. He was German. And today... We are going into Jojo Rabbit. The second reason I'm excited. Mm, this was a good movie. Jojo. That kid is so freaking cute. Even cuter is the kid who plays Yorkie. Oh my god. He, let me, okay. His little (laughs) tiny button face, his little Harry Potter glasses, Mm -hmm. and just the way he delivered his lines. Oh, good for you, Jojo! (laughs) Like, ugh, ugh, melts my heart. He, like, by the end of it, I know we're obviously skipping ahead by me starting with by the end of it. I watched it with Dave, and I was sitting here, and I was like, this kid's seen some, this kid's seen some stuff. He's acting like, like, in his little tank top, he's, like, hanging out with his arm his, hanging over. Because he had the paper, uh, jacket on, so the whole back of it was gone. It was, like, paper-ish. Who knows? <laughs> so, Jojo Rabbit is available on HBO Max. Not HBO Go. No more. Not HBO Now. Goodbye. Just HBO Max. HBO decided... To listen to this podcast (laughs) and hear my rant about HBO Today, HBO Now, HBO Later, HBO Tomorrow. But now there... You can't get HBO Max... Okay, my smart TV is not so smart anymore because I can't get HBO Go on it anymore. And Fire Stick users can no longer get HBO Max on their Fire Stick. So you can only watch this on your computer or on what did you watch it on Shield? You said? I have my I have a Shield, so that always updates. Stream stream well. A wonderful Christmas present. HBO and Amazon, get, like, figure something out, please. Oh, I get. Oh, so they'll probably so there's HBO Max. I bet you they'll come out with HBO Min, and it'll be a limited <laughs> version that's available for those platforms. And once again, we'll have multiple versions of HBO. Whoever the CEO of HBO is and. 
and Jeff Bezos. Actually, maybe it's AT&T. I don't know. They got to work their stuff out. There's some two big, like, TV or just executives in general who are like, meh. I'm not letting HBO on your fire stick. Man, that's fine. I don't even want it. And all of us, the main population, are like, what? No, but, uh, duh. So. It's true. It's true. That's just, someone's crying in their mansion right now. Just get it together. You know, the other thing I hate about HBO um, Max is that, I don't know if it's just my device. I don't know if anybody else has this problem, but I have two remotes. I have one for the Shield device and then one for the TV. I cannot use the volume on my Shield like I can with Amazon Prime Video, ah. with Hulu and Netflix. I have to use the remote for my television to, like, change the sound. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I like, it's like a slider, so you yeah. slide your finger up and down, and it says, like, this is not available with this application. I have to use, isn't that so weird? That is so random. Yeah. It's weird, because my TV does this thing where when it changes scenes and there's music, like, Game of Thrones will come on, and... And you'll hear the voices down like this, and then all of a sudden, down, 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 down. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> so that's an issue. But anyway, if you have HBO Max, that's where you can watch JoJo. JoJo Rabbit. JoJo Rabbit. How many awards? How so, many nominations? How many times did this movie get gypped, Danielle? Well, let's let me, start there. Let me tell you. Well, first of all, at the Academy Awards, it won Best Adapted Screenplay. It was uh, Taika Waititi wrote it. Yes. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture. ScarJo was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. And let's say that ScarJo had an amazing year at, at the Academy Awards because she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. And then she was also nominated for uh, The Marriage Story for Best Main Actress. Yes. She did not win, but she was nominated. Yeah, Judy won, right? Yes, Judy did. Uh, uh, Renee. Yeah. Yes. Well, I meant she played Judy. In. Yes, she did. Okay. Uh, Beth, this was also nominated for Best Costume Design and pe Best Production Design. Then at the Golden Globes, uh, this was nominated for Best Comedy or Musical. And then it was also uh, Roman Griffin Davis, who plays JoJo, mm -hmm. was nominated for Best Actor, which good for him. Hope he gets many more nominations as his career grows. Such a cute kid. Oh, my God. So adorable. All right. So... This is the one that I went to town on the submarine. Really? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just felt like I had to, I had to be so inclusive with all the things that were happening. This holds a special place in your heart, oh. so you really had to give it a good... It, all right, so Jojo Rabbit, based on the book Caging Skies, takes place in Germany during World War II. Johannes, or Jojo for short, is a little Nazi in training, or more of a fanboy, as his mother puts it. He does have one pretty big secret... He low-key knows he doesn't have what it takes to be the killer that it's needed to be a Nazi. As he sends a rabbit into the woods and is nicknamed Jojo Rabbit, Jojo, learn, Jojo learns from his pal Adolf that rabbits have many redeeming qualities. As Jojo comes to age, he learns his mother has some pretty big secrets too. Dun dun dun! So, let's get into these characters. Our main character is Johannes Betzler, aka Jojo Rabbit. He's small for his age, 10-year-old boy growing up in a small town of Germany during World War II. He's a member of the Hitler Youth and idolizes the Fuhrer to the point where he is his imaginary best friend. Hitler, played by the director and writer Tika Watiti, who we just had a whole conversation about how great this guy's career is. Wait, we, she walked, we, we, 
we said hello, and then all of a sudden, our minds were just blown. It's like, oh my god! Um, so, Taika Waititi, he also directed uh, Thor Ragnarok, which in my opinion was the best of the Thors. Hitler is not how we traditionally think of him <laughs> in this movie. That's the way I decided to word it. <laughs> because he's coming out of JoJo's imagination and is replacing the absent father figure in JoJo's life. JoJo calls him his best friend, he's very goofy, he runs around with him, and so on and so forth. <laughs> his real-life best friend is Yorkie, played by Archie Yates. He's also a member of the Hitler Youth, and you can tell that he and JoJo are the outcasts of the Aryan Race Club. Uh, JoJo's mom is Rosie, played by Scarlett Johansson. She does not agree with her son's political views, and thinks that he is too young to have them. She wants him to enjoy his life, enjoy being a child. We find out that Rosie is part of the resistance to the Nazis, and she is hiding Elsa, plays by, played by Tomasin McKenzie, in her deceased daughter's room. Elsa is seen as scary to Jojo, and this is where I want to ask the question. When you first met Elsa, and she was popping out, and there was that high-pitched music, I was going to ask you, did you get scared? Were you like, oh, oh. I was waiting for the jump scare. And she had the little fingers going yeah, down. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's creepy. It is a little creepy, but it's also coming from JoJo's point of view, so he thinks Nazis are scary and creepy. So well, he's a Nazi. He thinks that Jews Thank are you. scared. Sorry. Um, so you did get scared. I, well, I expected the jump scare. Okay. So I, but even still, sometimes when I expect the jump scare, I go, I knew I was going to get scared. And I'm still scared. All the time. Um, like, well, okay, here we go. Elsa is seen as scary to Jojo at first, but she plays along with his ridiculous Nazi ideal... Why did I write this word if I can't say it? Ideology. 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 Yes. Hell Hitler. No, who's Hitler? (laughs) (laughs) That scene. (laughs) Okay, we're jumping ahead here. We're jumping ahead. Um, and eventually they become friends... We find out that she has lost basically all of her family and her fiancé, which is a sad way to put that, but here we are. Um, Captain K is our next character, (laughs) played by Sam Rockwell. He is the head of the Hitler Youth Camp until Jojo went rogue with the um, grenade. Captain K, woo! (laughs) He is a German military officer who can no longer fight in the war because of his eye. So he must oversee the office in the small town. Um, you're just laughing at his character. No, because after he does that, he's like, good people with one eye shoot this. And he just starts shooting nothing. At all. It's very funny. <laughs> you can tell Christina really enjoyed it. This is Christina's type of humor. I'm sorry. Um, and then I just wanted to add these few other people. Rebel Rebel Wilson mm-hmm. playing Fraulein Rom, and then Alfie Allen playing Finkel, a.k.a. Theon Greyjoy. Yes. You can't have character from Game of Thrones and not <laughs> say, hey, that guy was in Game of Thrones. Yep. So, let's get into this climax. The Gestapo begin to investigate Rosie. After a series of Hail Hitlers, <laughs> they search through his JoJo's house. With the presence of Captain K there, and we think, uh-oh, uh-oh, they're going to find Elsa. Elsa poses as Inga, who is JoJo's deceased sister, and uh, the Gestapo agree to their story, and they retreat. 
Uh, however, we know that Captain K knows that Elsa was lying because Elsa got the date wrong. Right. Inga's birthday wrong. She said the first and it was the seventh? I think it was the other way around. Seventh and it was the first? Yeah. So, but Captain K was looking at it. So the Gestapo retreat, but Captain K knows. So you're kind of wondering, like, how much those two know each other. Um, I think, well, when she hits him in the nuts in the beginning, <laughs> right? I would assume that Rosie and Captain K have, like, a kind of relationship where they are close. Yes. And also, I was thinking about this. When the Gestapo show up, Captain K doesn't have to be there. No, he just... He just ha- he just pops in, so I'm wondering if he knows what Rosie is doing, and he sees them coming, so he decides to join them, and that's how he kind of just, he's helping Rosie keep the secret. I think so. Okay. But, or he's having an affair with her, because, well, actually, it's not an affair, because her husband is dead. Her husband isn't dead? Yeah, he is. No, we I thought... find out at the end. Oh, he was dead? I thought they said that he died, I thought he was just away working with the resistance. I think he died in that because then the kid says at the end, I have nothing. Now I have nothing. Oh, okay. Well, missed that part. <laughs> Anyways. We can rewind it and fast facts it or quick fixes, whatever. Uh, okay. The Sorry. next scene we see is Jojo walking the streets as he follows a butterfly. The butterfly leads him to the town square where we see, just by the shoes, that his mother has been hanged for treason. Pinned to her leg is the secret note that she has been sending about the resistance. The next scenes are Elsa and Jojo watching bombs go off, waiting for the Russians and the Americans to make it to their small town. They finally do make it there, and Yorkie and the German military, quote-unquote, are fighting the liberators. As Yorkie catches up with Jojo, Jojo finds out that Hitler has shot himself in the head, and this is the moment where Jojo becomes disenchanted with the Nazis. He's watching all the people he knows and loves fighting, and in reality, what are they fighting for? Throughout the movie, he speaks of the war, but it's something very different when it finally gets to his town. Yes. So Jojo realizes that they lost the war, the Americans have come in, And he also lost the battle of becoming this great Nazi in his mind. He has a paper-ish coat on, and... Yorkie does. No, Jojo has a jacket on, and he's thrown into the camp at the end. It's not really a camp, but they're like... They're gonna gun him down. They're rounding up, like, all of the Nazis, basically, and anyone involved with the Nazis. They're gunning them down. You hear the guns in the background. But the... The fact that he's brought in there is because he has this coat on, so they think that he was the cause of the war. He has a conversation with Captain K, who tells him to take care of his sister, and that his mother Rosie was a very good person, which further helps us assume that Captain K knows that Rosie is a good person, and that she was probably helping somebody out. Maybe Captain K just got stuck in this world, and there's knows there's no way out of it, so yeah. he tried to help out where he could. So... He tells him to take care of his sister. He whips off his Nazi uniform and starts calling him a a Jew. Get out of here, you Jew. Pushes him, spits on him. And um, Jojo's like, kind of not, he doesn't really know what's happening. He's like, no, but like, I know. And he's like, shut up, we don't know each other kind of thing, right? And then the soldiers kick him out of the camp because they think he ended up there by mistake. And he watches Captain K being dragged away to obviously be killed. So Captain K saved his life. 
Jojo then has a falling out with his pal Hitler. Yes. And Adolf comes in the room with a bullet in his brain. Yep. And but still has some issues to resolve. He does. With him. <clears throat> with one powerful kick, he resolves those issues by telling Hitler to F off. Yep. Out the window. Jojo runs home to find Elsa. He doesn't know, uh, he doesn't want to lose her, so he lies to her and tells her that the war is over, but Germany won, which is like a classic kid response. I don't want to let this thing go, so I have to, like, make something up to keep it around. Yeah. But then he feels bad about that, so he pretends to be Nathan, and then that's how we find out that Nathan's been dead for, like, a year, I think, right? Yes. And then he comes up with this elaborate plan for escape, which is basically just to walk outside. But we get a loop. Because the conversation that she has, he has with um, Elsa, is the same conversation that he had with his mother Mm -hmm. when he had to go outside after he blew his face into bits. Yes. Right? Um, And then the first thing they do when they go outside is celebrate by dancing, which was a request courtesy of Elsa. Yep. So the major foreshadowing piece here that I wanted to pick up on, because it stood out to me, but Dave was able to call it out, like, as I was picking up on it. Yeah. In the beginning, we see the shoes. We see the people hanging. And there's, like, maybe a half a dozen of them hanging in the in the street. And we don't, I don't know why, because they, it's all written in German. But we assume that they went against Nazi order, because when Jojo says, what did they do? Um, Rosie says, what they could. And yes. then they walk away. But the first thing you see are the shoes. And when you, when you see them walk away, it's a shot of the woman's legs hanging out. Then... We see her shoes again. We see Rosie's shoes. Yeah, they're twice. down by well, three the, times. They're down by the water, and she's telling JoJo to dance. Right. Yeah. That's the first time where she's walking on like the. I don't know what was the stone. It? It's like a stone wall. Yeah. She's yeah. walking on the stone wall. And he's walking down, and that's where she tells him, like you said, that he needs to just chill out and be a kid. Yeah. The second time is after he gets hurt, and they're doing swimming lessons. Yes. And she's like, I have to leave. And then the third time we see her shoes is the butterfly incident. Yeah. And so Dave called it probably around the swimming. He was like, she's going to be hanged at some point, and we're going to know by her shoes. And I was like... Did he watch it before? No. Sometimes he's just... he got, Did he, like, go on Reddit somewhere and he saw the picture? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. He didn't say anything. Yeah, I, I mean... Did you see it coming? I didn't see that coming. I was suspect. I was suspect. But beautiful, beautiful shots, imagery, and, like, the director, that's a gorgeous way to, like, put, like, take a piece of clothing, link it to a person, and then when JoJo does follow that butterfly, and you just see the shoes, you're just like, and I, I liked the fact that they didn't zoom out of that shot. No, they just kept it on the shoes. It was just, like, you didn't need basically to see from below her. the knee. You didn't need to see her. You just needed to see the shoes, and yeah. you already knew. Right. But I, the way that it was just portrayed, I mean, like, it was it was clearly foreshadowing that for, from the first shot you see them hanging. But yeah. So we assume that, you know, they found out about her resistance. I don't know how they found out, though, because... They were. They didn't come back for Elsa. They didn't go. They didn't question Jojo. So well, that's why I think that 
Gestapo didn't know that that was an Inga. I think the Gestapo assumed it was Inga, and only Captain K knew that it was... Right. Because uh, I thought about this, too. I'm like, why are they not coming for Elsa? They're only coming for Rosie. So they must have just known that Rosie was trying to work with the Resistance as opposed to working with the Nazis, and she was a traitor. And she was, like, drop... Jojo, you remember, he was in the uh, metal costume, and he was yeah. trying to c- collect the metal, and he noticed his mother dropping the notes... Yeah. Someone could have just picked up, someone could have ratted on her, you really don't know what happened there. Right. That's, yeah. So I I guess, um, we just, we just kind of have to assume that. The fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. I was really upset with IMDb's rating on this. They only gave it a 7.9 out of 10. I know Rotten Tomatoes is around the same area. Are you ready for this? The critics gave it a 79%. Yeah, same. And the audience gave it a 94%. And I was... Can I read mine? I want to get... You can. I'm just going to say that the audience watched this movie with their eyes open. Well, so when I saw that the critic rating was so low, and I really did not understand why it was so low... (laughs) So low. um, I decided to find a bad review from a critic, and that is what I found. So, Christina, get ready to get really annoyed real quick. This is from Peter Bradshaw at The Guardian, and he gave this one star. Oh my god. This is Taika Waititi's Hitler comedy is intensely unfunny, is the name of the the title of this. Oh my god, okay. Alright. Okay, so I took an excerpt of it. Jojo has a secret best friend who is doing pretty much the same job of Elsa, showing us Jojo's private vulnerability. It is the Fuhrer himself, but imaginary and played by Watiti. This is a quirky, goofy, zany Adolf, like a drag queen but in men's clothes, a Nazi uniform in fact, who shows up with 21st century sounding quips when no one else is around, like Humphrey Bogart in Woody Allen's Play It Again, Sam. Some, so, there they are. Cheeky Adolf, who is hiding in JoJo's brain, and Elsa, who is hiding in the attic like Anne Frank. You can have one or the other of these adorable, quote-unquote, secret friend setups, I think, but not both. There's nothing wrong with refusing to take Hitler seriously, of course, but this film doesn't have the passion of Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator or the satirically magnificent bad taste of Mel Brooks the producers. There is something... Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Christine's ready to sound off. There is something weirdly redundant about it. Jojo Rabbit fails to attack or even really notice evil and the moments when people are shown hanged in the street serve only to point up the gluten-free ahistorical silliness of everything else. There are no insights to be had and no laughs. Uh I'm I'm mostly interested to know what the hell gluten-free silliness is. A, it's gluten-free ahistorical silliness. Yeah, what's that? I have no idea. Okay, because... I just wanted to find something to really piss you off. Why? Because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I mean, I... I laughed the whole way through. My Mine was a, ten, a 9 out of 10. It was titled A Little Masterpiece, Among the Best Poetic Anti-War Films Made. Congratulations. That's it. So, I want to say that I do not agree with my reviewer's uh, 
words at all because I agree with you. I thought that this oh wow I can't speak. I thought that this was absolutely hysterical. I think I mean this is like right up our alley. But it's we sh- it's it's true. We should note the fact that Danielle and I either find views that are ab- absolutely against what we think or captivate what we think. Yeah. I picked I picked a one star review just to make Christina angry. But and like, when I came oh. in and you were loving this movie, I'm like, oh I kept making this face like, oh, because it was more like, oh wait until you hear what I got what Be- these critics are saying. Oh, because I thought about the producers. Springtime for Hitler <laughs> in Germany. Like I I was like I got it, right? But yeah. that movie wasn't that movie was about a movie. That movie was about a musical. The whole musical point was to create a musical that was a flop it wasn't about nazi germany yeah their goal as two producers were to produce the war am i mansplaining this to you or do you know what it is i mean he describes the producers as satirically magnificent bad taste so like it's meant to be bad and that's the point i think that's what this was too yeah i don't know why this guy hated it so much i i think he just had a he had he had some listen we all have some issues with hitler Right. I mean, if you don't have issues with Hitler, right. please don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> right? So he clearly had some issues with the Hitler that was portrayed here because he seemed to call Hitler out more than Elsa. I think both of those characters needed to be here because yeah. as a 10-year-old, what are the cartoons that you watch but the devil and the angel on either shoulder? So yeah. you have... The, the the Jew Jew girl in the closet, yeah. right? That he calls her when he knocks on the yeah. door, and then you have Adolf Hitler on this side, and one's telling him to do one thing, and one. So instead of these people sitting on his shoulder as like an angel and a devil, they're portrayed as people that he creates or knows and gets to know. Yeah, so I think that they were needed so that you could see how his brain is being tugged from one side to the other. I agree. And I do, and yeah, I don't agree with this guy thinking that they can't he can't have two secret friends. I think that he can. I think one is more like his internal idealized mind and then the other one is a physical person. Right. Who he's he you can tell that this is this isn't a big city. This is a small town and he's being fed propaganda by the government. So when he finally is meeting, I mean, she's also from their small town, but to finally, like, be a real person out in the world and finally get to meet her and get to know her and then have his feelings change. Right. That's the point. Right. That's the point. That's the point. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Just call this the Pacific Ocean because Christina is salty. I am. A little bit. Moving on. I, oh, the, oh, the only other thing that I was going to say is that, like, the, the whole point of the producers was about making that musical be a flop because the whole thing was that they realized that they would make more money if it flopped within that first weekend mm-hmm. as opposed to having a best-selling musical. Yeah. So that was the goal. That was the whole thing behind it. They were trying to get money to, like, get investors to create this thing, and then it just so happens, I'm referring specifically to the movie version of the producers where you have Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick, and then Will Ferrell, who has this musical, and they think that it's so bad that it's good, but they're also absolutely terrified of him and don't want him to find out that they're making this plot. But, like, so that's the plot of that. It just so happens that there's anti-war propaganda attached to it. Yeah. But if you were to ask me what the plot was, like, if I were to ask my students to some of the producers, I would hope they wouldn't focus on springtime for Hitler in Germany, but they would focus on... 
idea of creating that horrible musical. I love Mel Brooks. Let's just say let's it's just so say good. That. It's 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 very good. I recommend seeing the producers if you haven't seen it. It's uh, it's awesome. Um, I also love Nathan Lane. I just think he's great. But this was specifically like an anti-war kind of thing, and yeah. I just thought I thought it was so funny. In fact, like my I thought the kids' acting was amazing. If I can go right into my highs and lows, I yes. thought I love Sam Rockwell. Oh my god! I think same. he's so great. I it, it's a recent love of Sam Rockwell. I never knew I liked him. I remember watching Charlie's Angels and that Sam Rockwell. Okay. But um, a movie that I just recently saw, and I really, I mean, not recently, but like in like the, the last five years, was uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the movie? Nope. Cry your eyes out. Movie. Want to watch it. So good. But watch the preview. Not kidding. 15 times. You cried? No, no, no. I watched just the trailer. Oh, oh, I was like, I kept oh. saying... It would pop up on YouTube, and I was like, I'd watch the whole trailer, and I remember being so interested in it. I must have watched it 15 times. Never sat down to watch the movie. So good. Wanted I remember to because I like Sam Rockwell. I watched it on a plane. Okay. Big mistake because they bleeped a lot of stuff out, and they cut out, like, a large scene, and I was like, how did the, what happened here? And mm. Because they cut out a large scene. And then I watched it. It was on HBO. I cried my eyes out, made Nick watch it. He loved it. It's a great movie. I highly recommend it, but he Sam Rockwell does an amazing job in that. And he, his character in that and his character in this are, like, kind of the same, but also, like, not really. Meaning that they're both kind of just ridiculous characters. They are. They really are. Have you seen, um, I think this is it. Yeah. Have you seen Seven Psychopaths? No, I have not. All right, let me hit you up with this lineup real quick. Sam Rockwell. Mm -hmm. Christopher Walken. Done. Colin Farrell. Woody Harrelson. Well, Woody Harrelson was in uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, too. I wonder if they're friends. They must be. It's, uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey are friends. Interesting. Didn't know that. But so, I just, even like his introduction, where he's like, Heil Hitler, like very, <laughs> very nonchalant. When he shows up with all of the uh, sequins and the fringe oh on his Nazi God. outfit. I have feathers for <laughs> aerodynamics. <laughs> Also, I'm not sure what this accent is. It's just like a European blend. Ah. Like the wine. My accent is like the wine I like to drink. It's a European blend, <laughs> if you will. Can I tell you my favorite? I have two favorite lines. Please. This. Okay. My favorite line, number one, is when Hitler and Jojo, when Jojo first sees Elsa, and she's hiding in there, and he's brainstorming with Hitler on what to do, and they're both pacing back and forth in his room, and they both go, I know, at the same time. <laughs> and JoJo goes, reason with her. And Hitler just goes, burn down the house and blame it on Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Or, reason with her. Compromise. Sure. It was such a subtle line, but it was so good. And then my second favorite line is when Rosie, like, JoJo's suspicious of his mother and she's not eating, but she's drinking wine, and she just goes for, she goes, no, I'm not really hungry, but for now, I'm just going to chew on these grapes, and sips her wine, mm -hmm. and starts chewing it. Relatable. That was Relatable. Um, what else? My favorite character, so here's a piece of information that could potentially totally ruin my entire career as a person. Oy, if are you sure you want to say it? Yeah, if taken out of context, it's really awful, right? I think my favorite was Hitler, and I think Hitler was the best person in this movie. 
Damn. Right? So, like, if you just take that line, the I'm character done. of Hitler in Jojo Rabbit, to be exact. Yes. That's what I'm referring to. That's why I said in this movie. Yes. I just, just from the beginning, like, you could tell, like, when you see him walking by, you think it's, like, serious, but then you, he, like, crouches down and, like, does, like, a thing with him, and then when they do the heil back and forth and they just start screaming at each other and he runs out. Yes. And then when they're sitting in the, he's sitting in the bathroom and he's like, so what you going to do about what's in the closet? <laughs> and he's, like, trying to figure it out, and then he sees the mother, like, burning something in the, in the, in the fireplace and he's like what are you burning and he goes she can't hear you and he goes oh what are you burning <laughs> what about when he keeps offering jojo cigarettes oh, and he's like stop offering me cigarettes i'm 10 years old <laughs> he's like okay i'm sorry i'm just stressed <laughs> oh god well, what about with the pants pants too much too too little <laughs> do they need to be bigger <laughs> Did you have any lows? So, the only low... So, the first low I have is that this didn't win for Best Picture. I mean, that's not a low. I know, but... So, I think that this should have... I I liked this better than Parasite. Wow. Did you... What did you think? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's hard for a comedy to win. I think that's the problem. Yeah, because everybody hates comedy. Because how dare we laugh? Ugh. I feel like everyone has a particular, like type of comedy that gets them but based on these stinky critics there was a lot there was a decent amount of i mean the mother died the mother was hanged there was yeah. like a decent amount of like cri- oh i cried yeah i cried there was like i held i held my heart a couple of times you didn't cry i don't know if i cried oh i cried i almost did i think once i felt i felt tears coming when sam rockwell's character got carried away yeah. for sure um i held my face when the, i saw the mother yeah but I wasn't a huge fan of, like, the quirkiness of Scarlett Johansson's character. Okay. I feel like I might get some heat for this, but I liked, I think it was the scene when she pretended to be the father. Oh, that was I, funny. That was, that was funny, but then they just, it, like, I think it went on a little too long. Yeah, and it just went in, like, a weird direction. I can see that. Um... I don't know, but I, 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 I'm toying with this because I feel like if that character, I can't picture the movie without that character, you know, but it's like, it didn't want, I don't, I don't know if I was like 100% on board. I liked the quirkiness, but like the kid didn't have any quirkiness. So I was like, where is this quirkiness like coming from? And we don't know the husband. Yeah. So like, I don't, it just kind of seemed like a little out of left field. I don't know if it was supposed to be like the comic relief that we needed, but this was a comedy, so, like, comic relief wasn't, it was already yeah. part of it. So I, I toy around with that back and forth, now that it's marinated in the old noodle. That's true. What about you? I really didn't have any lows, but I will agree that I feel like that scene did go on for a, a little while. I will also say I loved the costumes, and I loved the <gasps> set design, and the soundtrack. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right from the opening song. Yep. German so German Beatles, sign me up. Yes, it was so good. And then they took, um, what was that song? I Don't Want to Grow Up when they're at the, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good, too. Snack, Snack break. break. Did you, I didn't, I was fasting, so I had water. I was eating, I had dinner, so I had pasta and wine. I felt like that was appropriate. Mm. Sorry. It's okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. 
My expectation, I, I don't think I expected to laugh this much. Really? I didn't look up anything. I just saw the poster mm-hmm. and the name of it. I didn't look up anything else. So I that that was all I had to make my expectation off of. So I did. I just I expected it to be like more of a war movie. I just didn't expect it to be like funny. And it was hilarious. It was hilarious. I, so, I remember seeing the poster. I went off of that as well. Or seeing just, like, the movie stills. And from what I saw, I kind of thought it was going to be more like a Wes Anderson, Moonrise Kingdom type deal. Like, it was super, like, sat, like, the colors are very bright and vibrant. And it looked a little quirky based on, like, the, the costume design and everything. Um, I thought that the humor, I knew it was going to be a comedy. I thought the humor was going to be a lot drier than, like, a West yeah. Anderson movie. Okay. But it turned out to be a lot more... In your face. Very different comedy. Like, I know a lot of people who do not like Wes Anderson movies. I like Wes Anderson movies. But, like, the comedy in a Wes Anderson movie and the comedy in this, completely different. Yeah, this was, I mean, I really liked how it was in your... Especially the bit with Rebel Wilson when she's like... I had 18 kids. It's a wonderful time to be a woman in Germany. <laughs> they can walk the clones. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you take, in high school, did you take the genocide class? No. Okay. I did contemporary historical issues. Gotcha. So, our high school, our senior year, you were allowed to take a history elective, and she took contemporary historical issues. I took Holocaust and genocide studies. And I have always had a fascination with the like World War Two and what was happening at the time, mm. and I've seen a lot of World War Two and Holocaust movies and Nazi movies, and I you've probably seen much more than I have. I have, <laughs> but I have never seen Schindler's List though. I do need to watch it. Okay. I know. I just need to find the three hours to dedicate to it. Um, Come on, we watched The Irishman. <laughs> that is true. Um. What I liked about this was that it didn't focus so much on the war. It focused more on how the Nazis impacted society. Yeah. And it did it in an interesting way and a comedic way. Because you, it is a comedy, you laugh, but you're also thinking, like, this is a little boy who is so involved in politics and so, like sold on the propaganda that he was hearing at the time but then you see his mother who instead of like being so worried about him is kind of just like letting him do his own thing and then he'll figure it out basically right like believing in her son to figure it out right yeah and she mentions that actually when she's chatting with elsa in the closet yeah i guess it's i'm calling it a closet it looks like a closet yeah it, I mean, I thought that it was an excellent movie, and you can dig deeper for the meanings in this movie. Oh, yeah. Did you have an IRL moment? One, when we first are introduced to Captain K. Boy. The Woo! First, <laughs> the first thing he does is take a bite of an apple and then chuck it. Because yes. bad. And that's me, because I am so picky when it comes to apples. There's nothing worse than getting a mealy apple. Like, I buy Granny Smith apples only, and I do a thumbprint test to make sure that thing is firm 
and it is ready to take a nice chunk out of it, and I don't get any mealiness to it. Oh, you thought it was bad? He didn't make a face, so I just thought it was just, like, him, like, being ridiculous. Why else would you chuck an apple like because that? Because he's ridiculous. Look at He has a feather on him and a gun that makes music in a battle. I just assumed that it was really bad, so I related to him in that oh, way. I thought it was just... Be- I, as soon as he did that, I was like... Oh, this character is ridiculous. Like, that was my immediate thought. And then I didn't realize that it was him until he took off the sunglasses. Because oh. I was like, wait a minute, is that? Isn't Ah, yes, it is. That was my that was my reaction. See, that's how I was in with Unbelievable and uh, Patrick. The detective. Oh, yes, you're right. Did you have an IRL moment? Yeah, um, I remember going to camp as a kid, obviously a very different type of camp, mm-hmm. not... Not a... No, you didn't go to Hitler Youth Camp? No, I didn't. Not this... this no, 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 this is my bag, really. <laughs> no. Um, but I remember going to camp as a kid and being, like, really, really excited, and then just having a terrible time. Really? Yeah. Did you go to day camp or sleepwake camp? I went to day camp. Sorry, I'm like, I'm processing. I didn't even know that you went yeah, to Yeah, I went camp. to camp for a few years. I'd rather not say where. That's okay. You know that I went to camp for yeah, many Yeah, no, you were like legit camp. I I went to day camp, but then I would also go to sleepaway camp. Yeah. And then it turned into horse camp, which yeah, I remember if you want to make your assumptions about me, go right ahead. I remember that. But, yeah, you went away for like, what, six weeks or something like that? Two Two weeks. Oh. Two weeks. Okay. My mother would only put me into the double session. It's a single session, which was two weeks. Okay. Yeah, but then I would, it would be like I would take a break from day camp to go to sleepaway camp for two weeks. Okay. Yeah, I just remember going to camp, being like really excited, and then just, nope. <laughs> nope, not for you. Kind of like how he was when they're all like trying to kill each other, and like, he's like ducking undercover. Yeah. I also love, okay, this is another high, I guess, when um, they're in their little tent and he tells Yorkie that his best friend is Hitler. And Yorkie's like, I thought I was your best friend. He's like, if you happen to be Hitler in a fat little fat kid suit, he's like, no, I guess I'm just a kid in a fat kid suit. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, lo- so I loved his delivery on things. He was the best. It was good. I thought overall this was a very good movie. Yeah, I agree. Oh. All right, so it got gypped. It, I think so, as you could tell by my presence during this. If you had made it this far in the episode and you realize we think it got gypped. Uh, it did. It so did. But I can't wait to see what else this director comes out with. Mm-hmm. And we got, I, we got to watch the backlog now. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So check it out, Jojo Rabbit. If you haven't, let us know what you think. You can uh, message us, uh, follow us on Instagram at Hey It's Two Girls. You can follow me on Instagram. At Classic Sienna, you can follow Danielle on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Send us an email at twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Two is spelled out, T-W-O. And check out our YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. Yes. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye. Bye. What's up?